0: his profit motive starts sparking to figure out a way to...
1: The Outline, World Dispatch. It's Tuesday, January 23rd, 2018. I'm Adrian Jeffries. Today on The Dispatch, phone numbers are dead, and the joys of a cryptocurrency mystery box. Here's The Dispatch. The future. This is a reenactment of a possible millennial conversation in a modern day social situation.
2: Hello, Adrian, fellow young person. You seem cool. Could we hang out sometime? Sure. Here's my Insta handle.
1: Your Insta handle? But what about your cell phone number? My Insta handle is the best way for us to get started down this pathway of possible romance. I mean, this is where I've carefully curated my online brand and personality. These are the photos and the faces that I want you to see of me. If I give you my phone number, we might have to actually talk.
2: Oh God, you're right. I'll post a drooling emoji underneath one of your Instagram photos later today.
1: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Great, that's how I'll know you're really seriously interested. Who said romance was dead?
2: Like most things on the internet, it's hard to trace it back to a specific time and place. Earliest beginnings had to come from in about uh, December 2013, which is when Instagram launched their new feature, Instagram Direct. Paris Martineau is a staff writer here at The Outline. The days of nervously asking someone, like, what's your number, are over, basically. In both, uh, I guess, romantic and professional settings, Instagram handles have replaced phone numbers. Why do you think this trend is picking up steam? I think that the, um, like the practice has only grown more popular lately because of dating apps like Tinder or Bumble. People are already in a habit of learning a bunch about a person before you even really go to meet them with them on their, your first date.
1: Why do you think this is Instagram and not Twitter or Facebook? Instagram is one of those social media platforms
2: where it's all about curating a very perfect aesthetic. You know, everybody on Instagram, you have an idea of what your Instagram account is. Those um, social media platforms, I think, are more real and Instagram is more perfect and more curated.
1: Aside from dating, where else have you noticed this?
2: It's also strangely uh, popular in the professional world. I spoke to Vinay Umapathy, who is an artist working in New York. Hey, Paris. Hey, how's it going? Good, how are you? I'm just walking, so I'm sorry if the audio is a little bit spotty. He told me that... The practice is actually really popular among a lot of his co-workers. Like, academically, but professionally, I don't text people. Like, I mean, I run an art collective. I'm a creative director of an art collective that's an entertainment company. I don't use, like, phone numbers are almost, like, like unprofessional. I said unprofessional. <laughs> phone numbers are almost unprofessional to, like, text someone off of if you're collaborating with them, because it's a lot more intimate of a, like, thing to have a phone number. It's more, like, personal.
1: Do you think that this is another passing fad or that this phenomenon this shift is here to stay
2: Well I'm not sure if Instagram handles specifically are here to stay I think the shift from phone numbers to social media handles is probably going to be here to stay in one way or another I think that it's I think that the lines between our on and offline, Uh, personas have been blurred, and I don't really think that there's any way to go back from that. In like the entertainment world and in the marketing world, which I also like have like professional experience in, Instagram's a new business card. We live in a world where you can get information on anyone, anything at any moment. And it seems unlikely to me that people are going to ever want to go back to Just getting, you know, a phone number and a name and figuring it out. It's just not efficient. It really isn't. I mean, I've got tweeting to do.
1: Paris Martineau is a staff writer here at The Outline. Thanks, Paris. Thanks, Adrienne. We'll be back after this break. Remember, we have other great stories up on The Outline today. Gabby Del Valle discussed why Hollywood should have banned Woody Allen years ago. And Anne Der argues why high-performance wear is perfect for low-performance activities. You can find links to those, along with today's stories, in your show notes or at theoutline.com. The future.
0: Hi, this is Sam
1: Sam Hill is a reporter in Boston. Okay, so Sam, you ordered this weird digital box. What was in the box?
0: Um there was um hold on, let me actually there was zero point zero seven zero nine Litecoin in the box, or thirteen point sixty four dollars.
1: And how much did you pay for this $12 worth of Litecoin?
0: Um, It cost me $25.
1: Huh, okay. Let's back up. Tell me about Crypto Mystery.
0: Crypto Mystery is a um, Twitter account that is selling um, what they refer to as crypto lottery tickets. Uh, to folks online. So these are crypto mystery boxes and you can purchase them for um, from 25 to to $1,000. You can win up to eight times the price of the box, according to them.
1: Is this a scam?
0: Um, <laughs> everyone that I talk to is very hesitant to call it a scam. Um, I think a lot of people in the crypto world are um, hesitant about contributing to media that might be, you know, out to get crypto or make crypto sound bad. But um, if it wasn't crypto, I like to think of it: if it wasn't crypto related, um, would anyone buy into this? And I think people would think it was an obvious scam. The reason people are interested in it is because it's a surprise. You're not really buying what's inside. You're not really buying uh, the product. You're buying the anticipation of opening a box that could contain anything. Um, and some people have tried to do mystery boxes where it's themed, where it's makeup themed, or, you know, mystery box for gamers. Uh, but those aren't as popular. People tend to like the zero information given mystery boxes the best.
1: Would you ever buy a mystery box again?
0: Um I don't. I don't think so. I think it's a little risky. I think you got to think, take the time to think about what you would really want to be inside the mystery box, and just go buy that for yourself and don't risk it.
1: Well, I hope that this investment somehow works out for you.
0: Yeah, it's uh, my Litecoin is up about fifty cents right now, I believe. So. Uh, It is, it is on its way up.
1: Sam Hill is a reporter in Boston. Thank you, Sam.
0: Yeah, no problem.
1: Today we featured stories by Paris Martineau and Sam Hill. We're produced by James T. Green. Get new episodes every morning, Monday through Thursday, by subscribing on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, or anywhere you listen to podcasts. That's it for The Dispatch. I'm Adrienne Jeffries. Thanks for listening. We'll be back tomorrow with more stories.